with Catherine Tune, and uh, I'm starting a podcast, which has been something that's been uh, in in the works for a while, and we just had to uh, let God bring together all the different pieces that needed to come together. He actually woke me up in the middle of the night one night a bit ago, quite a bit ago, and said, Perspectives with Catherine Tune. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who's Catherine Toon? <laughs> uh, so anyway, this has been a while coming together and I'm excited and it's been a total God thing. Uh, and uh, I'm really excited. And really, we are all about uh, loving and honoring one another, knowing that we carry different perspectives. You know, sometimes we, as human beings, we tend to gather together under different flags, quote unquote. Uh, We do that on a national basis. We do that on a religious basis. We do that on a I'm not religious basis. We do it on which particular version of the I'm not religious or I am religious basis. We do this under all sorts of things, whether we know it or not. Because as human beings, we all have perspectives and we've got things in common in our perspectives and we have things that are diametrically opposed in our perspectives. And, you know, when we rally under some, uh, some foundational things and let everything else kind of float from there, uh, it can turn out to be really, really beautiful. The truth is there's no such thing as not having a perspective because we all have them of not having a bias because we all have them. And as human beings, the way we are wired by God, whether you believe in God or not, um, is that we are meaning making machines. That's how we function. So things happen. So in the place where, uh, where we are meaning making machines, things happen. We make it mean. That's how we develop. That's how we grow. Uh, this happens from the womb onward, right? We're trying to make sense of it. And part of it is a, a developmental, uh, I need to survive. So I need to understand what this means so I can deal with it. And so as human beings, we do tend to put things in a box. And I know it's not a sexy thing to have boxes these days. And I think it's really good to, uh, to question your boxes and maybe, um, uh, drop kick your boxes and maybe explode some boxes. Uh, but we recognize that we still have boxes because, uh, we have to make it mean something because having something being nothing is, um, is despair worthy. You know, when uh, when Solomon came to the end of his life, right, what do you say? Meaningless, meaningless, meaningless. Like, let's go stick our head in the oven because I've done all these amazing things and it has no meaning. Well, we were made for meaning because we are meaning making machines. (laughs) We need something, someone bigger than ourselves. Right. We need all of that. So we're going to talk about our perspectives are getting a perspective on our perspectives. Uh, and so, uh, and so I, I labeled this, um, perspectives, handling them with love, humility, and 
truth. And I put that in quotations <laughs> because we've got some funny ideas about what that is. Right. And so, which means that, uh, that in handling the truth, uh, handling it with love and honor allows us and humility, um, allows us to be able to embrace many things and disagree in our many things, but still love one another. And so let me, let me just, um, let me just come clean with my bias, my perspective. Oh my gosh, it's such a happy perspective. <laughs> and I hope it makes you happy too. Um, and that's, we're created in the image and likeness of God who is love. And he's wild about every single person and that's inclusive. And so in that we're called, we're given a commandment to love. And so that's an impossible thing apart from the one that we're one with and we're one with one another. And so it requires his empowerment to do so. Uh, so, um, I'm just going to leave that there. So I just want to put that right out there for those of you who don't know me. <laughs> and, um, so how do we handle it in the, in the midst of that? Because there's people that don't believe in God. There's people that, you know, um, I don't know, it's all sorts of different things and we need to handle ourselves. Good morning, Cynthia. I'm so glad to see you. Uh, so because every person has a perspective and you know what, there's value in every perspective because there's value in every person. And, you know, as I said, we we're talking about, you know, I have a medical background. And so in that I, I've been trained in certain ways that give me a perspective, right? And one of those things is to be able to handle some of how that we were created developmentally. And at my, uh, my undergraduate degree was in psychology, biology, all of that. And so, um, so with that, we're just trained from that perspective to see how we are developmentally made. And so God uses it all. He brings value to it all. And, but in that, in our making meaning out of things, um, we are limited by our own filters. Like my experience of God can be very different from your experience of God. And if that's a positive experience for you, um, then when I say God, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. But if that was um, painful, abusive, um, uh, uh, condemning, uh, destructive, uh, belittling, shaming, okay, that's going to be a really horrendous, like, I can't handle that word because we've made God mean something. And we make, when we make God mean love, and love actually feels like love, not an abusive, twisted, perverted sort of manipulative love, okay, then that works for us, okay? So sometimes our terminology, we get tripped up in our terminology. Um, and we have to realize that that's where people are coming from. And there's value in that because there's value in people's experiences. Now, in that, when we make things mean stuff, I would propose to you from my perspective that not only is God love, but God is truth. He's the only one with 2020 vision. And, and I would also say that God's not only a he. I had this kind of thing the other day. It's like, why, why did you got a he? It's because we don't have a pronoun. I could say she, mm -hmm. because God is we're in the image and likeness of love. We're male and female. So God is male and female. He's, he's not limited by either. Okay. I just don't have a pronoun that includes both. Uh, that's not an it, and I can't say an it. 
because for me, I'm not in relationship with an it. You're not an it. I'm in relationship with you. You're not an it. So I'm not going to call God an it. I'm not going to call God a force. I'm not going to call, although he has, he is a force. I'm not going to call God a power, although he has power. I'm not, I'm not going to call God a, um, you know, an entity, although he isn't it. I'm not because he's a person. <laughs> and so I'm not going to depersonalize him. So that's just my thing. So I understand when I say he, it can be a big trigger for people. And I, I understand that. I just don't know how to get past that because sometimes we're just limited by our language, which is also creates a perspective, doesn't it? So let's talk about, uh, I'll just, you know, full disclosure. <laughs> and I hope we can have a discussion, even if we disagree. Yay. We can love one another. Oh my goodness. And totally disagree. And you know what? We are needing that, aren't we? Uh, we are in such a day and age where there's so much rancor and disrespect and dishonor. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we are people. And there's, and, and then, and then because there's so much pain involved, because usually it's because there's so much pain. And because we're meaning making machines, we make our pain in our trying to handle our pain, we um, stratify one another, right? You're in this camp and you're this, and we put each other in boxes so we can kind of depersonalize and dehumanize one another um, and demonize one another and dang to dang dang. That, um, that makes for a very unhappy life and it causes a lot of pain. And we do this on an individual level, um, community level, corporate level, uh, national level, international level, we we have issues. <laughs> and that is why, from my perspective, we really do need a savior. Now, savior, for, in my perspective, does not, I mean, I don't want to, you know, the heaven and hell thing, we can have a big discussion on that. Um, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the hell in your life right now, the heaven in your life right now, the fruit your life is bearing. And I'm not saying that's not a valuable discussion, but I just don't want to at, that's not what we're talking about today. Okay. Cause we are talking about perspectives. How do we handle them with love, humility? And I put truth because we can have a big discussion on truth, which segues into my next, um, you're so sweet, Caroline. I just saw you're just, Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. She just called me beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you from one, one beautiful to another, right? We're all, we're all gorgeous. We're in the image and likeness of a God who is love, who is lovely. So that means every human being is beautiful intrinsically. Okay. Just had to throw that in there because it's happy. And I think, I think honestly, if we're not doing happy, let's not do it. Okay. There's enough uh, garbage out there. So um, let's talk about a couple of things. So I actually looked up the word perspective. Um, just on the online dictionary, uh, and we're going to, it's going to help us kind of get outside ourselves and realize we all have them <laughs> and they're limited. They're right. And they're wrong. They're accurate and they're inaccurate. We can all be upgraded in our perspective because when we're upgraded from the perspective of God, who is love, we're seeing 2020 because he sees it all and he's still wild about you because he knows who you really are. Okay. So, uh, a mental view or a prospect to um, I don't like that one so much. A visible scene. Yeah, okay. That's, I'm, so, I'm trying to find the ones that are helpful for us, our discussion today. Um, an interrelation in which a subject or the parts uh, or its parts are mentally viewed. Okay. Um, 
um, I like this one, more of a point of view, which is really what we're talking about today. The capacity to view things in their true relations or relative importance. Okay. We're trying to see accuracy. How do things interrelate? Right. Um, let's see if there's anything else that I want to bring here. Um, that's probably the one that I'm valuing the most. How do things interrelate? What meaning? Remember, I, I said in the beginning, we are meaning making machines. What ha- meaning have we given to things? And what meaning do we give to one another? Are you my enemy because you voted the other direction? Am I your enemy because I voted the other direction? Um, uh, so sweet. I love you. I'm looking at all your interactions here. Sorry, just had to do that. You guys are just loving one another. And this just makes me happy. What a beautiful thing. So we all have perspectives and there's value in each perspective because it's coming from the place where you have engaged with your world and made some meaning out of it. And there's value in it. We need to honor, even if their perspectives are um, obviously messed up, right? Um so, which kind of brings us to this idea of truth, because I put handling it with truth. So, you know, uh, 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 Pilot, I'm just going to take you back to um, what what is truth, right? Because we can all say, well, your truth is my truth. Well, there's, there's uh, eternal existential truth, okay? And there's kind of our version of it that feels true to us. So let me give you an example. So... If I were a woman in the sex trade industry and my entire life I had been raped and molested by men and used by men and sold by them and that kind of thing, my truth may be that men are evil, selfish, um, and dangerous. And all men are like that. And they can't be trusted. That can be my truth. Now, is that accurate? I've got a lot of gorgeous uh, men on, on here that are like, oh, not you, right? But that is the truth to me. Is there value in that? Well, there's value in it because that's been my experience. Okay. Now, if Jesus, who came on the planet incarnate as male, as the person of love incarnate, is not that. Is actually the one to heal you from that. That means that men are not that. And my heart needs healing in my perspective and my experience so that my truth is more in line with the truth that broken people do broken things. Because there's a lot of women that do horrendous Lizzie Borden things. You know what I mean? Okay. Um but that's my truth. And so what is truth? So let's, let's, I'm, I'm going to take it to scripture because we're coming. I'm telling you where my paradigm is right in the beginning. Cause I do love Jesus. He just makes me happy. And he's actually the foundation of my life. That's been my experience of him. And I've had to detoxify from a lot of God being incredibly scary and abusive because I came from an incest background. Okay. So I'm just giving you all that. That was kind of how, what fed in my thing. And I've had to heal from that and I have healed a ton. It's been great. So uh, let me just help you. So let's go there. Um, John 18, 36 through 40. It says, Jesus uh, said, this is right before the cross. He's right before Pilate. Okay. 
And he says, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. So kingdom not of this world, a transcendent kingdom. Okay. And then Pilate said, you are king then. Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born, this is his this is his, you know, uh, mission statement, right? The reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. So now the question is there and Pilate asks it, right? Don't you? I, okay. Well, just, uh, I'll stop my commentary for a second because I'm getting ahead of my stuff. He asked, what is truth? That is a good question. What is truth? Because in our perspectives, um, we see things as truth. Like if my truth is that men can't be trusted. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm using a really extreme form of that. All men can't be trusted, right? Well, that's not truth <laughs> because there's a lot of incredible, gorgeous, trustworthy men. Um, and we're all imperfect. And there's a lot of untrustworthy women. So, but where that's been my, cause that's been imprinted to me because of trauma. That's been my truth, but that's not truth. And I need healing for my truth because the fruit of that truth is a wretched life, right? And probably you be, kind of become abusive back, right? So I'm abused, so I become ab- abusive, right? We, 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 we hurt people out of our brokenness. And so when our brokenness is our truth, the fruit is not what we want it to be. Not God fruit, not happy fruit, not love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, right? Um, uh, so what is truth? So in the place where that is the question we need to ask, and I would propose to you, granted that I have a perspective, uh, and that my perspective is not the perspective, and I'm not going to encroach my, I'm going to share my perspective, is that truth is a person who is love. It calls us into relationship with him so that he can um, sustain us. And that in the process of that relationship, we're being conformed into the image of that very truth, that very person that is love. And that process is not always fun. That process actually challenges us to um, challenge our perspectives. Because all of this come from a perspective that is partial. You know, um, let me, let me skip down here. Um, in the, uh, first Corinthians 13, when it talks about, um, it says, uh, our present knowledge in verse nine and our prophecies are partial. But when love's perfection arrives, the partial will fade away. In other words, when we're engaged in fullness, in transcendency with the person of love, our vision gets cleared and that literally conforms us into the image. So if love is a consuming fire and God's judgment is a consuming fire, his wrath is a consuming fire that consumes everything that's not of love's kind. That means every single perspective that's not in line with love will be consumed. Every way of being that I've learned that is um, self-protective, that is judgmental, that is um, uh, 
not patient, not kind, jealous, boastful, um, uh, not humble, right? Um, uh, but also not humble in the sense of I'm not, I'm not, I'm putting myself above people, but I'm also putting myself below people, right? Um, every place that's not seeing with 2020 vision, with 2020 perspective, that's increasingly done away with. And that's why engagement with God, who is love as a person, literally transfigures you into his image. And since I would propose from my perspective that he is truth, that we see truth clearer and clearer. Do we have enemies? Do we have human enemies? It kind of, def- you know, you can, you can, you can existentialize for, well, what's an enemy? Well, you know, what's a what? What's, you know, <laughs> define is, and it's not helpful sometimes. Sometimes that's a way of not, of avoiding issues, <laughs> right? But, you know, if God says, forgive your enemies and love your enemies, and then he's like, well, I don't really have any enemies because I'm love, but there's people that have set themselves up as my enemy because they love something apart from me when in truth there's really nothing apart from me and that leads to destruction for themselves and others. Okay. So in that place, is there an enemy? I don't know. These are great questions. You see, the thing is with this, we have, if we assume with humility that there are things that I know and there's just a lot that I don't know. And I think with humility, if if you're really like honest with yourself. Uh, there are things that we really know. There's things that we know in our knower that we know so much that it's very, it's impossible really to totally verbalize that. So we kind of um, take stabs at it. Like if you know God as a person and that's in your knower past everything else, it's really hard to explain that. How do you explain love? How do you explain these things that transcend? How do you explain truth? But it's like, you know it when you see it, you know it when you encounter it or him. And so as we're, we're having these discussions, um, one of the ways that we're going to love one another, we're going to value Jesus gave us a new commandment that wasn't like slapped on top of the old one. No, it just totally did away with the old commandment under the law of Moses and a new commandment to love. And I think sometimes in our development, we kind of think, okay, we're good to go. Yeah, I got that. Uh, Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. I'm on to something else. (laughs) And I'm like, you never graduate from um, Love University is one of my friends has a Facebook page. You never graduate Why? Because love is a person. So when we're exploring the length, the depth, the height, the breadth of love that we're rooted and grounded in and that he's conforming us into the image of love. And so the fruit that comes from that as a byproduct automatically is lovely fruit, is patient, is kind does not envy, does not boast, is not proud, is not rude, does not keep records of wrongs, does not delight in evil, does not chaff traffic in shame and disrespect, one, one uh, translation says, but rejoices in the truth that always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, always believes the best uh, of everyone, um, 
love never fails. So love is calling us up to the standard of love, which is completely supernatural and transcendent and calling us together to be one as he and the father are one, him and us and us and him, that we would be together as one and call to that standard of love. And that's actually bringing heaven to earth. And in that place, there are no enemies except whatever is discordant with our union with him and union with one another and love. So, you know, I think this discussion uh, bears value um, that's going to go beyond uh, what we're going to uh, talk about today because these are kind of lofty things. Like how, how do we handle that? Which brings up all sorts of things. But I think we can agree or maybe agree to disagree that God is love. And if you want a scriptural basis, first John four, eight and 16, and that in that place where we're called to love as a new commandment, uh, John 13, 34 through 36. I'll just read it because it's just happy. <laughs> I think I vote for happy. So let's do too happy. So I give you now a new commandment, love one another, each other, just as much as I have loved you. <laughs> it's going to require some supernatural empowerment, right? For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true followers. That's the Passion Translation. So in the in that translation, if we're loving to the level that Christ loves, we're going to have to do that by supernatural empowerment. Right. I can't I can't work it up in my own strength. That'll peter out really quick <laughs> and I'll get tired and I won't want to even like you anymore. Right. You know what I mean? That's just what that is. Right. But Jesus said, as you remain in me and me and you, you will bear much fruit as you remain in love and love in you. You will bear the fruit of love as a byproduct. So as we remain in that person, we can start to see our enemies or people with people with different perspectives, maybe people that hate us, that despise us, whoever us and them is, because we're all us. <laughs> we're all one. We're all human beings created in the image and likeness of love, whether we know it or not, whether we agree with it or not, whether we spit on it or not. Um, you know, all the all the despicable things that we can do as human beings that we all have the potential of. Let's not be um, let's not be confused about this, uh, whether we're acting like it or not. Uh, you know, we're all created in that image and likeness. And God is drawing all things to himself in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And last time I checked, um, there are people, people are in heaven, people are on the earth, and people are under the earth, right? So these are people, all people, people that know his name, people that don't know his name, people that are, um, you know, uh, 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 embracing him, people that are spitting on him, whatever, you know, um, and, 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 and the word of God talks about being alienated in our minds, right? So God is drawing that even those plays because we loved wicked things. We, 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 we can do this as human beings. We have free will to do this, right? But if he's drawing all these things, that means each perspective that he values, by the way. Now, he is challenging those, right? We need to be challenged in our perspectives because the truth is 
you don't know what you don't know. And if you're a fish swimming in water of rejection and abandonment and hatred and um, um, addictions, right? That is your truth, except for your truth is not true. And we're all fishes swimming in water. So we need one who is outside us. I think his name's Holy Spirit and in us, right? But outside our perspectives <laughs> and in us and one with us to lead us and guide us into all truth with every single human being because he adores every single human being. So what is he about? He's about relationship, eternal relationship. Eternal life is knowing God and his son, right? And that eternal thing. And so, but that may be noxious to people. I get it. Well, number one, if you're not born under, you know, with the Bible as, as, as truth or whatever, that can be noxious to you. I get it. And and that's not even your culture. So God needs those people. Of course he does. Right. But they have a different perspective. Right. And if you're, if you're, if you're born under that, but then you rebel against it because you've been so religiously abused. Well, you know what? I'll meet you right where you're at. Uh, God, that's the beauty of him. He's so big. He encompasses all in all. And it looks like love. And he honors you in your perspective and my perspective and the fallenness of our perspective while leading us into a transcendent perspective and, and, um, and, and gain, having an attitude of humility, um, recognizing that I have limitations, but also recognizing there's value in what we really do know. And usually that comes into such a basic guttural level. What, what do you know in your knower? Okay. Well, I, I know the one who loved me and gave himself up for me. And I, and I recognize that he's a person and he's love. And I, I call him Jesus. And he's actually called himself Jesus, but you know, he's, he's, he's not, uh, he will engage with people wherever they're at. Right. And so we need to value and honor one another in whatever perspective. Uh, we're coming from. Anyway, I think I will going to wrap this up today. Uh, I am starting a new blog and this will actually probably be on the blog. Uh, I'll give you the information for that as that comes up. We're all going to have an amazing time uh, sharing perspectives, honoring one another in those perspectives, loving one another in those perspectives. And we all win. We all get upgraded. We all become greater because we're greater together. We're called to be one. We're called to love one another. Uh, and that creates something transcendent and brings out the transcendence of who we are created in the image and likeness of love himself. I hope this has been a blessing for you today. You guys have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit katherinetoon.com.